0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 3194. Now that we are past our April Fool's Day episode and hope you enjoyed that, hope it at least gave you a little bit of a smile and I actually do wish that Jackson would show up somewhere in live action. I think they could do it, I think it would be fun, but be that as it may. Now we're moving on to talk about something that we just haven't had the opportunity to talk about just yet, but oh my gosh, it's kinda big. We'll start with the first half of the two-episode finale of season two of The Bad Batch. It's called The Summit, and this is our seven takeaway breakdown. Punch it. Hey, Rebel Razer, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So our first takeaway has to do with the things you kind of have to take for granted as part of the summit. For a start, right from the jump, Echo says that he, even though Hemlock is a ghost, he happens to know that Hemlock is going to be at Tarkin's compound for a summit. And yeah, you're just supposed to go with that. How the heck did he? <laughs> know this information. It's very convenient. And then it turns out that Echo has also gotten a code from Rex that will allow them to get by all the capital ships and be able to land on Ariadu, which has a fun Return of the Jedi vibe to it, certainly, but it's also one of those, oh, well, that's convenient, too. And if you happen to know Ariadu, if you've encountered it in other Star Wars storytelling, I don't know if it's just me carrying this around, but basically it's supposed to be this super dangerous place where if you go outside unprotected, you're going to get killed by something pretty darn quickly, and yet nothing accosts the Bad Batch when they're on Ariadu as far as, you know, the flora or fauna or anything like that. So yeah, you just kind of have to go with those things, and hey, that's fine. The second thing I want to flag is the risk of the mission and the methodology that the Bad Batch uses So Hunter identifies this pretty quickly as an exceedingly risky mission and almost doesn't want to do it. He needs to be talked into it by Tech and Wrecker, and Omega, saying that Crosshair is their brother. Like, we've got to take every opportunity we can to get him back, especially considering what's happened in the previous episodes where it seems like, oh, you know, maybe he's actually trying to help. Maybe things have turned for him. Now, I think that level of risk is worth flagging because it's one of two possible explanations for the way the Bad Batch works in this mission. The other being that they're encountering Imperial Stormtroopers instead of Clone Troopers. They are actually killing these troopers as opposed to stunning them, which is what they typically do. And I think it may be partly because it's Stormtroopers and not Clone Troopers and partly because the risk involved with this mission is such that they need these guys out of the way. But yeah, if it had been clone troopers, I don't know. I don't know if they would have played it that way. For a third takeaway, we get our first glimpse of the horrific ideas that Dr. Hemlock has in mind. So we know that he's being tasked with some mysterious project for the Emperor and I think we all have an idea of what that is it builds on the Emperor wanting to be immortal and everything that leads up to the rise of Skywalker but at the same time Hemlock is also doing these other experiments and we've been warned in previous episodes that he has a problem with you know going off book with this kind of thing but he talks to this group of officials at the summit about creating an enlightened society with Kamino and Tech and molecular alteration. This is about as megalomaniacal as it gets. He is talking about altering the biology of beings all over the galaxy to create a subservient situation that just can't be fought against in any way, shape, or form. And it's a good thing that we know for a fact that this doesn't work in at least a grand scale or large scale because we've seen further down the timeline of things. But man, what an amazingly, astoundingly horrendous idea. For a fourth takeaway, we get a surprise cameo appearance by Saw Gerrera. Saw, if you recall, showed up in the first two episodes of The Bad Batch, and at the time, he talked to The Bad Batch about how they were going to have to make a decision and basically choose a side in the war, and Saw finding them at the Imperial installation at this time tells him that, oh yeah, I guess they have made that decision. Of course, it's rather convenient that Saw's there while The Bad Batch is there, but there's a good reason for Saw to be there considering that it is a high-level gathering of Imperial officers, and yeah, it makes a perfect target for Saw, but somehow with this episode being completely action-packed, there's still time for Saw and the members of the Bad Batch to engage in a debate about the proper methodology for fighting the Empire and whether it's any use to blow this whole facility up, or if it's just going to be, nah, you know, that's fine, I guess it was Wednesday, Thursday we'll have more officers in play or something like that. Naturally, the Bad Batch doesn't want Saw to blow the facility up because they're trying to track Hemlock back to wherever his base is, and so we get the whole, you know, (laughs) needs of the many or the needs of the few kind of conversation wedged into the middle of all this. But for a fifth takeaway, the Empire interrupts all those plans. Everything just becomes one giant cluster fest and Saw ends up escaping but triggering all the explosives, which includes the destruction of Hemlock's shuttle, so the Bad Batch is not going to be able to track him back to his lair based on you know the way that ended up. For a sixth takeaway, we have to flag the fact that they ended this episode with a genuine cliffhanger or train car hanger it really kind of reminded me of the sky buckets at Disneyland right just (laughs) those things hanging out in the middle of nowhere and with the power dead and if you had thoughts like I did actually I had thought that the season was going to end with the Bad Batch making an assault on mount tantus and attempting to get crosshair back but i guess that is pushing the end game of the bad batch just too far too fast we are not going to get that result out of the season finale it seems very unlikely that that would be the case So it looks like it's going to turn out that Crosshair will have to be saved in Season 3, assuming that they have a Season 3, and hopefully that's something that they'll announce at Star Wars Celebration next week. And for a seventh and final takeaway, this episode is basically a Rogue One reunion because in addition to Tarkin, in addition to Saw Guerrera, Commander Krennic is part of this summit of officials, and yes, he is in fact voiced by Ben Mendelsohn in the episode. Also, another person at the table, Hurst Ramadi, is voiced by Andy De La Tour, and Andy played Ramadi in Rogue One as well. And we get the very blatant wink when Tarkin says, All right, Commander Krennic, give us an update on Project Stardust, right? We all know what that is. So there you go. That's my seven takeaway breakdown of the highlights from the summit. That's episode 15 from season two of The Bad Batch, and that is going to do it for this episode of the show. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.